Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. I'd like to welcome our guest for this week, Dr. Zach Allman. Zach, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Listen, before we get into our conversation, okay, um, I need to ask you, so our listeners can understand, uh, how did our table tennis match go last night? So, um, I was kind of misled with some... (laughs) tactical uh knowledge uh i was told that you didn't have a forehand <laughs> which uh proved to be incorrect listen i i, I felt like i made it a match we we're at 21 16 only because i let you get there oh yeah okay i let you have 16 points pretty sure i would have had more if uh jp had not brought a bottle of blanton's so i'm, I'm yeah, pretty that, sure but... i would have beat you sure okay that's no problem no problem i just want people to know that and and i want everybody to know that I'm clearly not in table tennis shape. I think you were a little bit shocked about that comment. <laughs> is there a table tennis shape? 100%. There is a little bit of shuffle required. <laughs> a little bit of shuffle. A 70-year-old man can but, shuffle. But, but uh, hence, I'm in the shape of a 70-year-old man. Okay. Um, you impressed me. But, you know, we had this conversation. I did not realize that you were uh, USTA 4.5 at one point in your life. Yeah. I, I, you, you don't that meet was many people. pounds ago. But you don't meet many people that actually know their, their yeah. ranking. So, yeah, so that's good. I knew you were a, a force to be reckoned with. When, well, clearly. I, clearly, clearly. Just, uh, I, want, I want the legend to grow. <laughs> I don't know if it's a legend. <laughs> all right. well, it's called it's call so, a folk tale, maybe. Right. A little bit of a commercial here real quick. <laughs> the ping pong table, only pay table tennis, ping pong, whatever you want to call it. Only exists because Aaron Elliott brought it as a gift to the 3D retreat, which is an this was your first gift. visit here, correct? It was, yes. Yeah. So, what was your what was your expectation? So, you've seen me talk about it and then talk, see it on social media. Mm-hmm. What was your, and I, I'm asking for honest feedback here. Yep. Uh, what was your expectations of the retreat? Of the the physical yeah, location, all of, just all so. Of it. Um, okay, we're being co- completely honest. I was. Impressed with the amenities, the, okay. the 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 rooms, everything was very nicely put together, uh, very clean, very well. That's put because together. I had nothing to do with that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I expected a little bit, maybe more polish to say breakfast. Mm. Um, I think that's you, because I Sully think wasn't you, here, <laughs> and I had to be in charge of breakfast. I think your eggs suck. <laughs> okay, that's listen. That's it is what it is. But you know, eggs, it, eggs is a white people. Uh, <laughs> device or food or something the thing i think uh the most important part about the retreat is is the ability to interact right after class and be able to talk with the mentors talk with the lecturers talk with you and have that like the the honest conversations where you're where 
like last night, Aaron wasn't on. Right. You weren't on. It was like, hey, let's actually talk like real situations. What are your, you know, it, it wasn't even so much like, well, now what's your pain point with, because this weekend is sure. sleep. What's your pain point with sleep? No, it's like, you know, let's talk about the broader scope of your life. Like where, where, what do you want to do in five years? How are you going to get there? And it's like leading to uncomfortable conversations that are necessary for growth yeah. uh, that you don't really get in like a class situation. Yeah. So I like it. I like the intimacy of it. Um, I think it's a good plan. You just have, you know, there's some work to be done. I think yeah. on that. What do you think about the hot tub? Uh, the hot tub. <laughs> once I figured out that you could turn off the jet streams, <laughs> the, the, the fountain, <laughs> because when it, when, it, uh, <laughs> when Thad turned it on, it hit me right in the face. <laughs> and I was like, what? Um, it turned on. It was, too hot. it was too hot. It's a family friendly podcast. Uh, it was too hot for my liking. I like my hot tub, like at a hundred degrees. Look, I put it at Sully. I paid for the hot tub. Sully insisted that we have it. So it's fine. I, I think it's a, I think it's a good addition. I wanted to get in the pool, but uh, it's covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not heated. I don't think. We'll figure that figure that out. <laughs> so uh, one thing I I do want to make mention to on the uncomfortableness and everything, um, I want to make sure people don't mis mis uh, mishear that I'm going to make them uncomfortable. No, a lot of that is because we've had multiple interactions together. Right. You know, we've we've had conversations back and forth, and. I'm I'm I realize you're comfortable with having some of these tough conversations. I as want am I. those. Yeah. I want those conversations and I think you've done you know we've interacted a couple times through the 3D cup and you've uh made a lot of fun of my golf game and just me in general and our trips to the golf course. <laughs> trips to the golf course. But but I think you've been able to gauge like you said what am I comfortable discussing? Yeah. How how do you interact with me? Which you you've hit on the head because like I feel like I don't get challenged. Yeah. In, in everyday conversations that, you know, we, we all tend to get comfortable where we are. And, you know, I think I'm successful when I'm forced to face, well, are you really successful? Or, what, you know, how do you define success? And it makes you step out of your comfort zone. That's when you have growth. And yeah. so, and that's what I'm looking for. But I, I like to have those deeper conversations. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in if you're interested in coming to the 3D retreat and having an absolutely different experience, I was thinking about this walking from the lodge to the training center today. Uh, and I want to have an, how would I describe what we're doing? <clears throat> is it the best place to see? No. Is it the worst place? No. Is it the cheapest place? No. Is it the most expensive place? No. I want to truly create the most impactful place of CE where we're impacting people's dental lives and their personal lives. And that's how I would describe what we're trying to do with the 3D retreat and what we're doing. So if you're looking for CE, you're ready to wake up and get back into the world, come, uh, come to 3D Dentist, choose the VIP experience so that you can stay at the retreat, and you won't regret it. And if you want to get knocked down a peg or two on your ping pong game, then this is the well, place to Well, so now what's going to happen is some, some dude or gal is going to just show up that is like a master. It might be a Chinese person that shows up. That is so good at ping pong that they just make me look bad. But that's good. That's good for you. You need to be knocked down a peg or two every I don't. once in a while. When it comes to ping pong, I'm pretty good. That that's where I need to be the best. So I need to surround myself with bad people like you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very narrow minded, small minded <laughs> approach to your ping pong game. All right. So Zach is a practicing dentist. Yes. At Monan Family Dentistry. Monan Family Dentistry. Monan Family Dentistry <laughs> in Indianapolis, Indiana. 
Uh, and look, really what I want to talk about today are, are three different things. I want to talk to Zach about his practice, what's successful, what he wish he knew going to it. I'd like to talk to Zach about uh, Zach, the side hustler, and how that's important. And I, I believe that every, de- every dentist should try to strive towards a side hustle. And then I want to talk about your service that you started, Apex Payment Solutions. We're using it in our practice, and I, I want to talk about that. But let's get back to number one, which sure. is uh, let's talk about your practice. Let's talk about – let's start with, Zach, uh, a little bit about your, your journey. Give us a, the two-minute overview of how you got to where you're at. Where do I begin? Yeah, um, exactly. No, so, so I, I knew I wanted to be a dentist ever since I was six or seven. Um, my mom – cried when I told her I wanted to be a dentist because she's a severe dental phobe. Love you, mom, but uh, you're one of the worst patients to work on. Um, <laughs> and she doesn't pay. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. Um, so I, I always had that direction in life. Like, I didn't question through high school, through college, what do I want to be when I grow up? I, I knew what I wanted to be, and I just did it. You followed the path. I followed the path that I set in front of me, and I, I, I had clear markers that I hit along the way. Um, and then in I kind of had an idea because of my dad's suggestion direction to go in the, into the military. We have a strong military family history. And um, he's like, hey, you know, take a look at this. Uh, they pay for dental school. And I was like, ah, I don't know, maybe. And then 9-11 happened. Three weeks later, I signed up. Okay. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's keep you in dental school. Why don't we just pay for school and you just stay right there? I was like, hey, that's not, yeah. not a bad gig. So, um and then I did a AEGD residency, uh, which was the absolute best thing I could have done uh, for my dental career because it made me more comfortable. Complex treatment planning, uh, just being more comfortable with emergent situations and being able to see the, the treatment and the broad scope of things. Um, and then my actual time in the military sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, I quickly learned that I don't like being told what to do or how to do it. And uh, my opposition to that got me sent to Afghanistan. <laughs> Um, near my peeps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the further I get, like, I would say about the three year mark of being out, mm-hmm. I started to look back on the experience and see the value of it and how it positively impacted my yeah. career. And so, and then once I got out, I worked in a couple of associateships before, um, my partner and I bought Monon. Uh, and it was actually not Monon family dental when we bought it. Um, it was a practice that had been there for 50 years. The, the re, there were two retiring docs. One was 65, had back problems. One was 78 and uh, would still be doing dentistry today if, if his hands, if he could do it. Um, the guy loves dentistry. Uh, brilliant, brilliant um, clinician. And just really cared about the patients. And so when we bought the practice in 2013, named it Monon Family Dental because we wanted to tie it to the geographic location we're at. And there's the Monon Trail, which is a okay. turn a railroad line into a running path through uh, Indianapolis. And we're about a block off of that. Okay. So kind of, you know, brand it, give it something that wasn't our name. Because the goal is, or the goal would be to the practice to continue on after I step away, right? And right. it's not, you're not having to rebrand it again or name it Almond Family Dentistry. And then you sell it to Smith and then... The rename. Yeah, I mean, I think that the continuity of the brand is important and recognition of the brand is important. Too. And I, w- I would go a step further on that. I think, um, and, and I don't want people to change what they're doing at this point, but I also think that, uh, and this kind of go- ties into some of the things that we'll talk about, as you get into wanting to be 
less and less in the office or become more of a group practice with associates, whether they're partners or not, it's important for the practice not to be all about you. Yep. And I think if you are Jones Family Dental, then people expect to see Jones. Mm-hmm. So then your associate pool is much smaller in that situation. Right. So I think that's one of the things we did with, with Raleigh Dental Arts from the very beginning was I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted mm-hmm. it to be about the practice. And so same thing with Monon Family yeah. Dental. All right, so thank you for that. Yep. Um, uh, and so talk to me about what was, okay, what were maybe one or two things that you wish you knew that you could tell somebody that you wish you knew looking back, you know, now eight, seven, eight, nine years into, into owning your practice? Um, one of the things I, w- it's hard to say, not to sound egotistical, but I think we did it right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we really made a misstep other than the, the one misstep we, we did make, I feel, is when we renegotiated our lease, mm-hmm. we negotiated a 10-year ter- term, mm-hmm. which locked us into that location and it prevented us from making a move into a building that we would own. Mm-hmm. So I think my biggest regret is not owning the building, yeah. not owning the real estate, um, and having more visibility from the road. So I, I would rephrase that a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, I don't think you regret – I don't think it's necessarily not owning the real estate. I really think it's being locked in to something where you're essentially paying because, you know, I, I'll argue that big businesses don't own – True. They're building because, A, they don't want to tie up their capital, and, B, they want to have the ability to move with where the winds change. We've all seen shopping centers that start off fantastic and then go downhill. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine you're the 10-year lease of that shopping center, or you own that, and you've sunk a million, million and a half into that, and that shopping center goes down. So I, I, I want people to realize that there are, there are some negatives to owning in terms of the ability to move. Now, it doesn't apply as much to dentistry, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't love the idea of people uh, are being absolutely fixated on owning. Okay, because I'll sure. argue some of the biggest and best DSOs don't own 90% of no, their locations. I, I agree. I think, but for my specific situation, yeah. um, the, the office complex that we are in was the first medical office complex on the north side of Indianapolis. So everybody from Indiana... Or right. from Indianapolis, from the north side, went there for ENT, oh. physician, everything. And as it aged, right. they started to allow, oh, there's a hair salon in there mm. now. And then, and so now where? Yeah, because class A became class B. The people that wanted class A left to go to the new class A. Right. You're stuck with your 10-year lease. Right. And, yeah. and so if, I, if we owned the space, I would have control over maybe the surroundings or how we keep it up, right? Because yeah. every, every investment that we're making into the practice now, we don't Physically, own it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. the renovations we do, they, yeah. they stay with it. So, so what's your plan? When is your lease up? Um, lease was renegotiated, 2026. Oh, wow, a long time. Yeah. Five, six years. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, that's, you know, I haven't had anybody bring something like that up. Uh, so that's important. A lot of people want to – what would what I would say, again, retrospectively, the best-case scenario is you get a 10-year lease in three-year increments. Right. With the, you know, right, re, or right of refusal. Even one-day increments in a sense, right? So the thing that, that I think it's handcuffed us the most is growth in yeah. either acquiring other practices or – I mean, even growth acquiring patient bases because we're, we, we have eight, eight chairs. We can't expand. Yeah without a significant like uh, investment in additional space, but then we don't own that additional space. Why would I renovate that? And so it's 
we're kind of we're, we're we're locked yeah. and that that's my biggest regret okay. stay with us we'll be right back hey there podcast family t-bone here to talk about the 3d dentist digital implant continuum are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed i know that feeling i've been there let's change that together Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, let's get back to this week's episode. I'll disagree that you shouldn't necessarily expand. And and even in the rental space, but I don't. I want to move off that topic. Agree to disagree. We'll yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So all right. So along the same lines, if I said to you, Zach, what would be the one thing you would want to impart on other dentists for them to be successful? Or that was the most most important uh, thing for you to be successful. What would that be? No question. Patient communication. Okay. No question. Um, and it's something that I feel that I do well is relating to patients, educating patients on a level that they can understand, and just giving them the freedom of choice. And what, the thing that amazed my partner and I the most when we took over, we found ourselves talking people out of treatment mm-hmm. that maybe they didn't need, or, or like redirecting. Like we had a lot of patients, I want veneers. Well, maybe we actually just want to do some ortho. And some, with some brightening, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and when you... I think there's a lot of power in not needing to sell dentistry. Um, An abundance mentality. That, that, that the patients are like, oh, oh, okay, well, yeah, maybe we should do this instead of this. And, and we'll get into this, but that, that's part of the reason of the side hustle mm-hmm. that we can talk about. But uh, I, I feel like my residency really prepared me well for complex treatment planning. And so when a patient walks in, I'm not either laser-focused on one tooth or like the broken tooth. I'm looking at the big scope. Okay, why is that broken? Like, wh- wh- is it their occlusion? Are they grinding? Why are they grinding? Is it airway? You know, and so like my, and that's just kind of the way my ADD mind works as I'm, boom, tangents everywhere, but I'm, I'm, I can look at it and then bring it back together and say, okay, let's start here, but here's the path that we're going on and here's why we're going there. Yeah. You know, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not selling dentistry. I'm trying to, like my tenant is, it, and everybody says this, I want to give you foundational oral health for a lifetime. So that way, because our ideal relationship is only seeing you at the hygiene appointments. Right. So how do we get there? Yeah. 
And then when you frame it that way, patients are like, oh, I only want to come in here twice a year too, but that might mean I have to come in for five appointments to get to that point. Yeah. And so, and, and change it, some habits at home. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But if you, I have found that the more we educate patients, the more accepting they are of treatment as opposed to us dictating, hey, yeah. this is what you need. Or even, even like I had a patient come in about three weeks ago for a, a second opinion. Uh, he went to a young, younger dentist. Uh, he, he had told the story. She, she was not right out of school, but pretty she, close. Yeah, she yeah. bought the practice and he just felt like she was, she had to sell him dentistry. Mm-hmm. And in his mind, it's because he, she had this huge practice yeah. loan and he just didn't know if, if he needed all that work. And he needed most of yeah. the work, but the way that she presented it didn't make him yeah. accept the treatment. And what I would say that you said there is gaining trust. Mm-hmm. She somehow, somewhere along the way, she did something in her communication, whether it's her actual words or the body language that made him question her judgment or her trust, basically. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what people want. You know, yeah. they, they want to have trust. All right, so number one, your, 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 your regret, quote-unquote, would be that you wish you didn't sign a 10-year lease because it's handcuffed you guys mm-hmm. to grow more, mm-hmm. okay? And then your number one piece of advice would be to learn communication. Absolutely. Great. Uh, for those of you guys that have listened to the podcast before, you know what I say about communication. One, you can come to our Case Acceptance Boot Camp, or, or in addition to that, you can read Paul Homley's books. They're phenomenal. I mean, I, you, I, I, you told me great. all about them last night. I need, yeah. I need. There's yeah. a couple books I need yeah. to read on your In list. In fact, I will. Uh, uh, when we get back, remind me. I probably have a copy that I can give you for that. I love free stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> true businessman. You, are you sure you're not brown underneath <laughs> that skin? I've often wondered that myself. <laughs> all right. So now let's kind of move forward and talk about uh, uh, something that's near and dear to me, and that is the entrepreneur. And I want to be specific when I talk about, when I say entrepreneur, <clears throat> I'm not talking about the dental entrepreneur that wants to, that is owning and building a DSO, mm-hmm. but the entrepreneur that is building business or leveraging your degree and knowledge of dentistry into a side hustle within dentistry. Now, I believe you should have a side hustle, whether it's in dentistry or not dentistry. Uh, I believe side hustles are super important because it creates flexibility and freedom. Mm-hmm. And it also creates uh, a, a plan B. Like you mentioned at the beginning, your 78-year-old your previous owner would be working if his hands worked. Mm-hmm. Now pretend that was 58 because that legitimately couldn't happen. Yeah. And they're not ready. So that's where sometimes having that side hustle uh, is, is so important. And that side hustle can be in dentistry for those of us that understand and love the profession. Or for a lot of people, and for most people, it's a side hustle outside of dentistry to give them that freedom and flexibility. So let, let's talk a little bit about uh, Zach, the side hustler. Sure. Um, uh, what, are, what, what, what is your side hustler? And then we'll go into more detail about it. Which one? Yeah, so there we go. Talk to us about that. So um, the main side hustle, mm-hmm. um, which is quickly becoming the main hustle, right. um, is Apex Payment Solutions. It's the merchant services company that focuses on uh, dental clients. Okay. So, you know, we created that... Um, 2016 is when we officially rolled it out uh, after two years of beta testing. And and so that uh, has created other opportunities within okay. itself in different industries. Um, 
we're I'm an investor in a health and wellness club in Charleston, okay. South Carolina, um, a marijuana growth facility in Michigan. Okay. Um, yeah, those are the main ones for right, okay. and and some real estate too. But okay. just starting to dabble on. Have that. you always wanted to be entrepreneurial? I think so. Um, the 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 things that really stick with me. My dad worked for General Motors, okay. um, and he was very much the the poor dad mentality. Um, not not in, in the sense if you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, he believed it's that, not that he was poor. Right, if just... he worked hard and proved his worth to the company, he would progress in the company and he would get promotions, and that's how he would become uh, successful and wealthy. And but every time, I mean, multiple conversations, he would just tell me, Zach, whatever you do, work for yourself work for yourself and because you know you get jaded working for somebody else because at some point you're going to hit your ceiling or they're going to start pulling things back that you know they profit sharing or right. something like that it's like oh well you're doing pensions don't well. exist anymore right right and so you have to be in control of your own financial success and the only way to do that is to work for yourself not the only way but well, the, the most controllable me, way the most controllable way yes is, is to be to believe in yourself Yes, and, that, and for put, me, that was yeah. the only path I could take. Yeah. I, again, going back to I don't take direction well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Six-month trip to the sandbox uh, yeah. told me that. Yeah, okay. All so, right. um, and you know, it's not a strength or a weakness. I think it's, it's a little bit of both. It just gives me the drive to create the success for myself. Before we get into Apex Payment Solutions, let's talk about, because you had made mention to it's quickly becoming the main hustle. Mm-hmm. So there's this, this, I'm a dentist. Since I've been five or six, I've been on this path. It's what I know. It's what I dreamed of. It's what I'm trained to do. It's what I do. How are you balancing or are you balancing the pull of being in the chair and being the dentist versus the pull of being the, the entrepreneur? Um, I think uh, it, it ebbs and flows. Okay. Um, so I initially started Apex um, out of frustration mm-hmm. and almost anger. Like, man, these these companies are screwing us over. Yeah, they're, I, ra- they're raping us. So <laughs> you, it's funny you mention that because I have the Viking mentality of that. Because And I literally said this to a, a rep. I said, I'm going to take what you do. I'm going to do it better. And I'm going to burn you to the ground. Yeah. That was a very heated conversation. But the, it, it is that like... Okay, if I can, if I see something and I can and I in my mind can do it better, why would I not? And why would I not try to take the market share of that? Right. And then, so, um, and then, but then I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe this will just be like a tax shelter mm-hmm. or you know a way to uh, expense things. Sure. Um, did not expect it to cash flow as quickly as it did, and then and so like initially it was very easy to balance because right. it wasn't it we was weren't small. really scaling right. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of got connected into some Facebook groups, social media groups, and it ramped up and there was about a, there's about a year period where I was literally, I would go into the practice at seven 30 and come home at five 30 and then I would eat dinner and then I would respond to emails and communications from about seven 30 to 11 PM. Yep. And then I'd get up at four 30 to go to the gym and just rinse and repeat. And I was, I was spent. Okay. I mean, it was, but I was trying to do it all. Myself now, and I say myself. I have uh, what has been my saving grace in both the dental practice and in Apex is having a partner. Right. Okay, because then we can shoulder some of the burden and 
and I don't, if I'm having, hey man, I'm, I've got a really tough week in the office. I've got, I'm going to be just slammed with patients. Jonathan, who is my partner in, in Apex, can you kind of handle the emails? This is back when we started. And he had the background in merchant services. I had the background in dentistry. And so we kind of did like, I was the face guy of Apex, right? And, and because I, <laughs> listen, <laughs> no, it's the, it's the truth though, because I could relate oh to dentists. And in, like when we, when I would try to, when I would explain things to them, I had the mentality of a dentist, and so they could relate to me. Right. No, I, so, I know what you mean. Um, and he had the the kind of the back end knowledge of how processing worked and the connections and how are we going to build the software. A platform. good partnership. Yeah. Somebody who had experience in the niche that you're in, and somebody who knew, knew how to actually do the business part. Correct. Or how to do the execution of the service right. that you. Provide. I am. I am a high initiative person mm-hmm. low follow-through yeah and but you're also a, a great at, at relationships i like to think so yeah yeah, yeah. minus minus you, the relationship you have with yourself <laughs> so, so let me ask you this looking back at the side hustle okay mm-hmm. uh so looking back at the side hustle um what flexibility has it given you in life and what compromise has it given you in life so the because the, nothing good comes without some level of sacrifice. Sacrifice. For sure. Um, let's talk about the upside of it. Okay. okay? First, uh, it's given me financial flexibility okay. within the practice. Um, so you talk about the abundance mentality. Mm-hmm. Like when I am treatment planning and discussing treatment with patients, they want to do it, fine. They don't want to do it, that's fine, fine. too. Yeah. I don't, I'd almost argue, don't do it so I have some time to right. work on something else. <laughs> 100%. And, but, you know, talking about that, it's like it almost creates a sense you of. You sell more. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, wait, wait, wait. No, I want to do that. No, tell yeah. me more about this. Um, and so we, we tend to sell more dentistry, you know, sell more dentistry. People do more dentistry because we, we're not pushing them into it, right? Yeah. And, but I do that from a, from a position of financial freedom. All right. So if you don't mind, I want to I give an anecdote to what you're saying. Okay. okay. Uh, not that if you said no, I would have still done it anyway. <laughs> it's not my podcast. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I take direction just as well as you do. By the way, no, no, um, no. Give me the camera. Yeah. So, um, I my my probably the, and this is interesting to say this. Probably the the truly most impactful CE I've ever been to was the first lecture I ever went to, and I happened to walk into a room with Larry Rosenthal speaking, and I can't remember. I think it was a Chicago Midwinter in nineteen. Oh, in 2000, maybe. 1999. Probably 1970. Not exactly. Okay. And what I took out of all the stuff that he did and showed, which was amazing, I took that he faked it till he made it and that he always carried money in his pocket so he never had to say yes to somebody because he didn't have money, whether he had money or not. And I took it as so far that in... In 2000, when I started my practice, I always kept $500 in my pocket. Hmm. So that way, I, I never felt that I needed to have somebody say yes. So that if they weren't really ready to do it, or if they weren't ready to do it, quote unquote, within my terms, that it was okay for me to say no. You know, that's really interesting because I carry between five and $700 in my wallet, and I don't know I why. I will bet you in table tennis today for that. Uh, no, thank you. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm just right. fine. So it's created some flexibility yep. for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about what compromise or sacrifice has it created for you? Uh, I think there's been a, a little bit of a compromise. Uh, 
definitely a sacrifice in the family time. Okay. Which is counterintuitive to why we're doing we're, it. You know, my uh, why, my whole why. Which it's a lie we tell ourselves, right. just so, so everybody knows. But um, there's definitely it, yeah, I'm still present, but I'm not fully engaged. Right. Right. Because I'm on my phone answering emails yeah. or or responding to a post on Facebook or something. Um, so I've tried to be more intentional with that. Um, but, you know, talking about the, like the ebbs and flows, like the pandemic really helped me to one realize um, when we were shut down for that six weeks, our apex growth was exponential. Right. Why? Well, we, I added employees. I was able to systemize, you know, we've talked about like CRM you're, software. You're able to work on your business. Right. Right. And so, and you were able to work on it because you couldn't. You I couldn't, couldn't work. I couldn't, couldn't do, do anything day job. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it also made me realize I needed to give up control, right, of the um, of the day to day operations in order to grow it. Because if I am bogged down in responding to emails or providing cost comparison analyses, uh, am I working on the larger relationships, going after integrations, you know, looking at developing at, business, right? So, and, and, and that has helped me by being able to... I think that's when I started talking to you about Apex in our office. Yes. It was somewhere around that time. I mean, that's going to hopefully at some point be a fruitful relationship for you. Well, I mean, you're kind of a jerk to work with. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. Um, How old are your kids? 11, 9, and 4. All right, I'm going to give you a piece of advice that is not mine. Okay. That I stole from my wife because it was forced upon me. Um, because we have the same problems, okay? Probably the most important thing she gave me or made me do is she makes me take off the time that the kids are off from school. And we're not allowed to do a staycation. Okay. We have to leave. Because what happens is when I leave, I engage. Yeah. So what I don't give my kids in terms of this and sacrifice as me of 3D dentists and some of the other things that we've got going on is it's just like you. You're not fully engaged with your kids. You're present, but you're not fully engaged. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the non-negotiable for her was that you will be fully engaged on their vacations. So spring break, winter break, fall break, you know, a couple of weeks in the summer, Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, we, we go somewhere. Okay. And, and part of that is because if we're here, I, I allow myself to, put to sneak suck, away and do... No, to get sucked back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and some of it's maybe I blame it on the team for sucking me back in, but so, certainly part of it is because I want to get sucked back in. Yeah. So I would tell you to go annually when your kid's school calendar comes out, just mark those weeks off. You I can, mean, that's a good plan. You can always add the patience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so mark those weeks off, and it'll probably work out to about six, seven weeks a year, and then go somewhere and be fully engaged with your team. Use some of the flexibility financially that it's afforded you mm-hmm. for the things that that you that you're missing, that compromise that you've made. So, and that that's a that's a good piece of advice because I feel that the financial flexibility that it's given us has how do I say this has created the need for more financial flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it and it's like my goals when I was 25 are way different than my goals today, yeah. right? But would I have been happy? If I, like my goal at 25, I, I've already reached that. Yeah. It's like I told you guys last night. My goal was to be a million-dollar practice. Mm-hmm. I hit that, and I was like, okay, that's, that's not. Right. So that's, that, is that really a goal, then? Well, or is it just a benchmark? Well, well it's all. Because if it's, it's your all goal. You can, it's all you can imagine. 
Right. Okay. I, I agree. You you can't. Yes, I agree with that because yeah. my, well, I mean, we, we've talked about this. Just um, my partner and I had a goal in Apex that mm. we thought it, it would never be. It would never be that. Right. Yeah. But it was like, okay, well, if we hit this, then we'll, then we'll do something. We'll gift ourselves something. Right. And we hit it, and now we're like, oh, wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really mean it. I didn't mean it. Take yeah. backs, take backs. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just interesting. Um, you know what's funny that what we're talking about is it's almost always the compromises of the family. And I hate that because the whole reason I started the side hustles in my mind, my why was to give myself more time with my family. Yeah. But it's created less time. I'm, I'm working to correct that. I think we're going through another, like we hired people to take on the burden and I had a good six month kind of breathing mm-hmm. space. Um, but now we're ramping up again. And I, and I told my wife this like two weeks ago, I said, I'm just, I'm going to apologize right now. But this next month, I actually said two weeks and then quickly adjusted it to a month. I said, it's, it's going to be hell because I'm just, I'm going to be on calls early in the morning with software engineers and, um, I've got this going on and this integration working on this. I said, and I'm just, and I'm going to just not be around. And it sucks. It sucks because especially with the kids, like they didn't want me to come this weekend right. because they're like, wait, why are you leaving again? I'm like, guys, this is the first time I've left since, you know, the golf yeah, trip. But you, you left every day. Right. Mentally. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're speaking my language. I mean, I understand it. I mean, I get it. So and it sucks because that's why my wife makes me go on a golf trip with my son a couple of times a year. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. But it's like almost in my mind, like I was like, well, I need to first get to the financial freedom to take those trips in order to take those trips. But in reality, I should have planned those trips. Yeah, you know, this is one thing um, that I that I've learned along the way is you, if you schedule it, it becomes a reality. Right. You know, and so schedule it. Yeah. So, all right. So we've been talking a little bit about Apex Payment Solutions. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of move to that. What is Apex Payment Solutions, and what 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 problem do you solve? So, at the core of it, we are processing credit cards. Okay? Yeah. We are facilitating the financial transaction transactions that take pay, place in your practice. But what it really is is a solution based company. We're okay. creating the easy button for you to get paid. Okay. So, like, we have an online platform. Basically, I created it out of necessity for my office. Well, I want my patients to be able to pay online. Let's create a web portal. Your patients want that too, by the way. Wait, no, no, I know. I, but it's, and it's like, what, do gas companies give you online bill pay? Yeah. yeah. Because you can open up your mail at the end of the day, even if it's like 8, 9 o'clock, and be like, oh, I've got a bill. I'll just get online and pay it. Yeah. So our patients can do that. They don't have to wait for the, the front office to be there, right? Uh, when we took over the practice, um, we had very antiquated systems. The front office manager had a Rolodex full of credit card numbers. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training, 
right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course. It's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Illegal in today's world. Yeah. Okay. That she would come in on Fridays on the clock to make calls on to try and get some payments. Did you have one of those? Sw- did you did you have the swiper? <laughs> no. The, no, 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 no. I had that growing up in the motel. Yeah, yeah. We used to do the, the like, triplicate. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, no, but it, I mean, it was almost that antiquated. because, yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, why am I paying my office manager $30 an hour to come in on Friday to try and get payments. That's thirty dollars in Vietnamese money. Just, <laughs> I don't want people to think that you we actually pay people that kind of money. Uh, well, the, <laughs> the, the one of the my shortcomings, like we kept the office manager that was there. We thought we needed her, right? And so we paid her what they paid her, yeah. and and it was but neither here nor there. Right, yeah. right, right. Anyways, we were we were. Why am I paying somebody to come in to do this when I can automate it? Yeah. Why? Why aren't we doing automated payment plans? Right. Well, not and only you're speaking near and dear to my heart because I talk about that a lot. It's to me, it's the easiest, the path of least resistance to treatment acceptance. If we make it attainable for the patients, yeah. we're not asking them for a car payment. We're not asking them for a mortgage payment. We're saying, hey, let's break this up over six months, yeah, three the, to six months. The ma- the magic number I think is anywhere between about a hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars. If you can get the if you can get the monthly payment into that ballpark that becomes very affordable for patients. I think it's practice dependent. Yeah. Uh, I think in my practice, the magic number is keeping it below 500. Okay. Um, I try not to stretch payments out uh, longer than the course of treatment for like Invisalign or an implant from start to finish or six months. I don't set up payment plans for less than $100 because if they can't afford a hundred dollar payment, hundred dollar per month. Okay. Then they can't afford the treatment, okay. or you know. But we also have a very stable patient base. Sure. We're fee for service, so we have a. There's, it's almost like they get offended that we think they're not going to pay it, okay. or that they're not going to pay us. So any, so anyway, so the the whole part about creating the easy button is I want to make it easy for teams to set up the automated payment plans. I want to take that out of your hands, the responsibility for running those payments, the risk of maybe putting in the payment wrong okay or forgetting to run it or forgetting to run it or because trying, i was sick that day or trying to call mrs smith and you don't get a hold of her yeah. this week so it gets pushed off a week and then she's maybe not, yeah <laughs> but then when she makes the payment oh well i can do one a month from this point so that six month treatment plan ends up turning into a nine month right. payment plan right so if we automate it and make it happen at 1201 on that day because that's when direct deposits hit, so there's going to be money in that bank account. Um, it just simplifies everything. We have an online dashboard that my team pulls up in the morning. They see, oh, these payments ran overnight. These people paid online. We just put it into the little ledger. 
Yeah. And then it's, I mean, it takes 30 seconds. And it keeps them from having to keep track of things in an Excel spreadsheet or doing more work. It frees them up to do more meaningful tasks in the office. So I am getting a more efficient uh, team. Yeah. So we're, we're making it more efficient and streamlined and simplified. And you missed uh, one of the important parts of it. Your, uh, your fees are not raping people. <laughs> well, and that, so we set up our fee structure intentionally. Uh, it's interchange plus pricing because that's the most transparent. Yeah. I don't want people to think that we're trying to pull things over. Yeah. You know? um, and I set that interchange plus pricing so low that once clients are our clients, there's no way they're going to be able to leave. Well, not, not be able to leave, but they're not, money, is, money savings is not a reason they're going right. to leave us. Now, what we've seen is we've actually helped the dental industry evolve. Because right. when, we were, when, when we started off running comps, like the average rate was 2.7, 2.8. And now we're starting to see rates come down in the 2.4, 2.6 range. So over the past five years, payment processors are now trying to compete with us on price. Yeah. So, and that helps the industry as, an, uh, as a whole. So for the listeners, when he's saying 2.4, 2.7%, that's what the... The Effective discount rate, rate. That's but that's in other words for the hundred for the right to charge a hundred dollars on Visa Mastercard, you're going to pay two dollars and forty cents to two dollars and eighty cents mm -hmm. to to the processing company. Now that's what the average is, yeah. not with us. Yeah. Our our clients ninety for 2020, 97 percent of them, which is up from the year before, were paying between one point eight to two point one percent all in effective okay. rate, which yeah. you really can't get much lower than that. Yeah. So and that's that's intentional. Yeah. You know, I, I want to touch on something before we run out of time. Uh, number one uh, is um, I chose Apex for a different reason, okay? I was willing to pay the extra percent mm -hmm. to have something integrated and all of the, the easy button. The easy button, right? The easy button, right? Right. But these companies, and, and I'm going to get on a little bit of a soapbox, is they're taking our money. And they're not innovating or disrupting. Right. Okay. Why is it that I can't run payment plans through my practice management software? Because the practice management software has it locked. Well, I can't run it through through their payment processor of choice separately, even. Okay. So, or why is it that I can't take mobile payments through my practice manager software? These are rhetorical questions. Sure. Okay. Why is it that I can't take Apple Pay through my practice management software credit card processor? Why is it that I can't take these silly chips that are built into the credit cards today? Why is it that I can't text my patient uh, a link to, to pay? Why is it that we can't do these things for the 1% extra I'm paying? You know, and, and to me, that's what's driving me nuts about legacy softwares, mm -hmm. legacy services that we're paying extra on is they're just not bringing the goods anymore. Right. And what I and, and and just as a side note, I'm a big believer in having individual <clears throat> credit card terminals in every room mm -hmm. so that your team members can take payment anywhere yeah. that you want. Absolutely. You meet the patient where they're at. And if right. they're in the operatory six, we'll meet them in operatory six. Right. And we want to reduce the burden on a front office team mm -hmm. because there's better things for them to do than to take payment up front, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Uh, and and so, it's just it's not modern. 
And what the solution I, I it's had... It's not modern with processors other than Apex. Right, that's what I'm saying. And that's right. my point being. Well, and so, like, that's what we're working on. We're working on continued innovation, which I think I have a leg up in the dental field because just like you, you're asking these questions, I ask the same questions, but I'm saying, well... We can't do that right now, but let's make it happen. Yeah. You know, we're working on integration with uh, practice management software uh, with an innovative, innovative terminal that makes it less cost prohibitive to have that mobile terminal in each of your operatories. Yeah. But not only that, you can take it to a health fair. If or, you know, yeah. you're going to this and selling whitening gel or, or having patients prepay, you take that with you. You take the terminal with you, and it will upload directly into the software. Yeah. So that's rolling out soon, but it's not, you know, it, it is about innovating yeah. because you do, companies do tend to rest on their laurels. Not only that, but most merchant services providers, what their game is, is they'll sign you up for a low rate and then they creep it up. Yeah, but you're not checking the bill. You're not checking the bill. Most practices even, are not checking the bill. I don't even know when the last time I looked at the bill. Do you even know where your statements go? No. Do you, are, is it even paperless? Can you get online? No, I, I don't know. I'm sure I can. I know, I'm sure it's you, possible. You can't. <laughs> I'm sure it's senior possible. Staff, senior statements. They're <laughs> yeah. paper statements. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, my whole thing is let's make this information as accessible to the practices just like we approach patient care is we're educating the practice on their options and what they're actually getting charged so that way they can make an informed decision on which processor to go with. Whether it be Apex or whether it be Joe Schmo down the street, you're not going to get better customer service than you will with Apex. I guarantee that because that's that's our initiative. Now that we've locked in the low pricing and people are starting to, to try and compete with us on that. So what's the, what's the other piece other than cost that's the most frustrating thing with your service? Yeah, because you can call, you call a 1-800 number and you stay in line for an hour. Right. And then you might get somebody. So like one of the things that we do, like I'm, you have to respond within the hour. Well, why? Because these practices, if your terminal goes down, they're not taking payments. They're, they're, they're dead in the water. So you have, like our customer service team, it's like you have to respond. And, and we track it in the CRM system, in the software, because I see, okay, when, when did this email come in? It, why, why, did, why didn't you respond in 15 minutes? Well, I was doing this. How hard is it to set up? Just send an email to say, hey, yeah. I, I recognize this. I will, let's set up a time to call or set up a time to talk with you. In, in doing that, it's, I think customer service is the one intangible that you can't, what, what these other services are now doing, they're lowering their prices, but they're not lowering their profits. So they're, they're not giving you the customer service. Yeah. The, the, it's like no frills processing. Well, why can't you have the best of both worlds? You get it with Apex. Yeah. So look, it, 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 I fought it. For a long time, and I finally said, "You know what? I, I just can't because I want I want I want contactless payments, mm -hmm. especially through COVID, right? And it's here to stay. I want modern terminals. I want one processor that does my patient payments and my recurring payments because I didn't have that option. So I have." Before you, I had two credit card processors, right. which is two statements, two $19 a month bills, I'm sure, $37, yeah. whatever the hell it is, that I don't even know. And I think it turned out to be almost twelve dollars to $14,000 a year that, I was, that I'm paying unnecessarily. Unnecessarily, yes. Yeah. 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 In, in and that, for, for a lesser product. Well, not only that, but when you unbundle things like that, it just creates room for error. Yeah. Right, because you have this company that's handling your website payments, yeah. which is normally an authorized.net or something, and then you have this company that's handling your recurring payments, and then you're like, 
you're asking your front office to like bring this data from here, bring this data yeah. from here. Whereas and hope every, it all comes together. Right. But in our software, everything funnels into the same payment batch. So it's easy to read, simplified, streamlined. I mean, that's, it doesn't get any easier than that. And it's all like our platform fee is $15 a month. How much, how much are people paying for payment plan management through like yeah. clear? It's like $200 a month just to manage your payment plans. Which is crazy. Why? It's crazy. What are you paying because for? De- because some company created an easy button right. that dentists were willing to pay $200 for, and they never researched alternative options. Right. right. Or the alternative options were so small they could never get out in front of the dentists. Mm-hmm. And so you have a voice and a platform to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And a pretty face. <laughs> have you ever watched the A-Team? The eight, yes. Your face. I, I own that. It's okay. Oh, God. No, Meredith was saying yes. So people, people were going to contact Apex Payment Solutions, but now they realize that you're <laughs> a prick. <laughs> They're not going to contact you. No, it's all, I mean, it's all joking. Like, I love the interactions. I love interacting with you. You, you throw shit at me. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't say that. But fine. you throw it at me, and I, I, I own it. Like, yeah, I, I love it. But that's what makes us personable, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that also makes what makes us good at what we do. I like to think so. Yeah. I like to think so because you know, I, yeah. If if you're too, so I don't want to say this. Some people like have the the god complex. Like we were talking about this sure. earlier with Monon Family Dental. I don't want it to be tied to my name or my partner's name because then the business come becomes about us, right? Not about the team. Not about the services. It's it's about the doctor. And it's like you have to, you have to be more self-aware and and own your flaws, own own your faults, and realize you are not the end-all, be-all. If you have to be able to walk away from it, and it still be successful. Yeah. Right. And that, yeah. that's that's the whole point of the side hustle is is mailbox money. My my goal is to automate everything with team members or with systems that. I maybe check in once a month yeah. or once a week, whatever, and just, you know, for morale checks. But I, I don't want to. I think you're lying to yourself a little bit there. You'll be involved. Because well, yeah, because grow. that's my. But, but, but I think um, it's so, so important because you don't know what tomorrow brings you. Right. We could lose our hands. And I always tell people, <clears throat> my goal is to be dependent on my mind and not my physical capabilities. Because at some point, this body is going to not be in the shape that it is today. <laughs> and it's going to be worse, right. imaginable, possible. And so I, I, wanna use, I, want, I want my mind. I mean, remember, I, it's, it's the one thing that you'll have. You know, wh- where, um, where the side hustle, I think, does the true drive to actually grow it really came from was um, when my mother-in-law passed away at a very young age. And my body started to fall apart. And I was real like... I've had elbow surgery, shoulder surgery, your knee body surgery. fell apart, not your face. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, it, I no longer felt like a, a sense of invincibility. Like I was like, oh, I was faced with yeah. mortality, and like, okay, this isn't going to be this this way forever. And we talked about it. Time is one of the, time and land are the only two things they're not creating more of. Right. Right. So you have to use your time more efficiently, and the more we're in, like dentistry is is taxing because. For most of us, you're only earning when you're there. For for most yeah. practice owners, like you only earn what you physically they produce. They own a job. Right. And so how do we get away from that mindset? 
And you're going to tell me add associates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this flows right into yeah. that conversation. Yeah. I didn't mean for that to happen. Yeah, you know, well, you know, I'm not, look, associates aren't always the answer. Because just like a side hustle, it comes with the flexibilities, but it also comes with the compromises and the challenges. Yeah. Okay, And no one knows associate challenges more than me. I'm sure some people know it more than me. But I've, I've experienced them. But I still don't understand what holds you back from getting an associate. Fear. And I didn't realize that until our conversation yeah. last night. Well, talk about that. What, what, what was it about the conversation? No, it's, uh, hold on. I want to get into this, okay? okay. Let, I want to button up Apex Payment Solutions. How can people get in touch with you? So the easiest way is to go to www.apexpaymentsolutions, with an S on the end, dot com. And just click on the learn more, get a quote button. And we'll, a team member will reach out next business day okay. or same day even. And we'll, that way you can kind of get more information, more education, learn about the product. And, and, you know, because a lot of people come to us as just like, oh, well, I just need a cheaper merchant services. Would you like to know about the features that come with our platform? It's like, oh, holy crap, wait. I want the, like you said, yeah. I want this even if it costs more. Yeah. But it doesn't. It never costs more. I did, it, we have yet to run into somebody that's below us. Yeah. Now, and I say that with the platform that we bring and the tools that we bring, the value that, that sure. is added in, there's nobody that can outcompete us. Yeah, because you're, disru- you're trying to disrupt the market. Absolutely. You're trying to solve a problem. Yeah. You're irritated by, you're getting screwed yourself in your practice. You're irritated. You're like, there's a better way. Yep. And boom. That, and that's how all, that's how Apple started. That's how XYZ started. They all saw, they all started solving some problem because some big company wasn't solving it because they'd lost touch with reality. Right. And, and that's what that's what happens. Yep. And, I, and as a side note, I'm so worried about dentistry in this sense. Uh, but anyway, so now we've 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 done this. You know, how to get in touch with Apex? They can also get in touch with you on social media as well. Mm-hmm. But um, let's come back to the associate because I'm not going to let you get away from it. I know. But what about the conversation helped you understand uh, those things? Well, the thing going back to you, like you, we know not you now know how you can interact with me. You didn't let me escape the conversation. Yeah, I tried to owe me two things today. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I tried to go to bed several times. You're like, no, you're going to stay here for the next 30 minutes and we're going to talk about this. Yeah. And, like, and so it just, the way that you ask the questions, I had always convinced myself, it's, oh, I don't need this yet. Or I, I still, Apex isn't big enough to need my full undivided it's attention. It's not because you're not allowing it to be. <laughs> right, right. And so, but then, and then I, I'd be like, oh, I don't think my partner would be on yeah. board with this. But, you know, the way that you're, every, every, opposition that I threw at you, you had a solution that made sense. Well, let's back up. I had a question that made sense. I, gave, I laid out a possibility. Yes. I didn't say this is the solution. Correct. I said, how, what, what would, the, would this, something like this work? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You said, well, would the, yes. And in, in, in the, the way that you framed it led me to the conclusion. Yeah, it's, it's got to be your idea. Yeah. 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 I learned that from, I learned that my wife always says, it only works when it's your idea. Right. Even though I told you what to do. Right. But and that's only, absolutely true. It only works when it's your idea. And, and so that to me is, I love what you said is that one, one thing that you said was, I ask questions. And the first question I start with, anytime I'm trying to coach people or just, you know, I don't want to say like work with them, but anytime I'm just having a conversation with friends. 
mm-hmm. okay, people I care about, is what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Like, are you trying, I mean, but I, asked, I asked you the same question, yeah, but, but, and you didn't have a good answer for me, so let's go into that. Yeah. So I want to come back to you, and then we'll come sure, back to me. Sure, I'm sure, happy to have sure. that conversation. Um, because maybe you want to be in the office more. Mm-hmm. And then then it's a different path. And that, that to me, is what I, what I get irritated about with social media and gurus is they're giving cookie-cutter advice for 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 something that may not fit what somebody wants. I mean, the most important thing to do is to figure out what it is you want. Now let's let's work towards that. So I think what really also helped me come to the conclusion was uh, just the conversation with the, the other members around mm-hmm. the, the group, right? You know, Thad was there, John was there. And Thad could not fathom that we could walk <laughs> away from dentistry. Yeah. But well, we could walk away from being schedule yeah, yeah, to do yes, care. Yes, that's what it was. And he, yeah. he couldn't wrap his head around that. But that's and that's perfectly fine because Thad loves dentistry. Yeah. He loves doing dentistry. And I you know I love I love his heart towards yeah. dentistry because he wants he wants to do mission trips. You know, we're gonna plan a yeah. mission trip because I would love to have the freedom we'll do a three D mission trip. Uh, dude, I'm all in. Let's do it. Yeah. I honestly we, yeah. that that's your homework. My, well so 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 here's my argument to mission trips. Okay. okay, my argument, and take it for a grain of salt. Um, I don't think we should do mission trips until we do a mission trip in our own community. There are plenty of people within Raleigh, North Carolina, within Indianapolis, Indiana, within Sumter, South Carolina, that deserve the same attention that we're willing to. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm really not trying to be political here. I am an America first guy. Okay. Okay, in everything that I do, like. Before, before we need to help others. Don't get me wrong, but you can't do the great help to others until you fix your own house. I agree. And, and so, to me, uh, when I do a lot of my work, charity work is is not going somewhere. This it's it's what can I do for my people, you know, my community. Well, then let's do that. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you. Um, but I want to. One of my pastors when we were in Charleston is like, why, like. If you didn't like, if you had finan- complete financial freedom, what would you do? And I was like, I would love to go on mission trips yeah. and do dentistry, and in, but also take my family so that our kids can yeah. see. And that's why I want to go to different countries to do yeah. it. So yeah, so, so they get a, a, a broader world vision. Yeah. Like it's not America isn't, or the rest of the world's not like America. Yeah, it's not right. And and I won't. But some I, places are better. Some places in, are in different be- ways. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I want. I my meet kids the poorest to- people in India. They always smiling. I mean, yeah. But because they are thankful for what they have. Yes, it's a, just a different mindset. Yeah. And you can get that from place to place in America. But there is benefit to to showing your kids that outside of their bubble. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So that, that, and that's why I want to go international. What yeah. is your fear of adding an associate? Uh, giving up control. The fear of what if the associate doesn't work? It's not. At some point, one year, two year, three years in, it's not going to work. Are they going to take care of my patients the way that I would take care of my no. patients? Okay. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, you know, we, we talked about, I, my partner and I are different points sure. in life, uh, both with side hustles and age. He's a little yeah. bit younger than me. He, brilliant guy, yeah. graduated earlier than me, but he still wants to do dentistry. He, yeah. has, he has the same mindset sure. as that. It's like, this is what but I want not to do. Mu- they're not mutually exclusive. Right. Your dreams and his dreams are not mutually so, and I, inclusive I've, or exclusive. I feel like I've, we've tied them together yeah. too much. Yeah. 
because I don't want to. I'll argue that you'll help him get farther along by getting your own associate. But that's a different story. I don't and, want to get yeah, into that. Yeah, but, that's, I mean, but, that's. But you're you're helping both. Well, and I, that's what I want. Yeah, I don't. I don't it's a partnership. I don't want my actions mm-hmm. to affect him and negatively. That's a, that's a phenomenal partnership. Okay, and and, and that's we have great. we have we have a great yeah. partnership. Like I think you were talking about, like you didn't understand why we're fifty fifty like yeah. across the board. Yeah. I mean, it works yeah. for us because there's no competition for right. patients. His success is my success. My success is his success. Like why, yeah. it, it's easier mentally, and I enjoy work more that I'm not having to. Well, that's my patient. Why is he doing this on them? You know, it's like, it's the. Um, Oh, what is it? What's I can't remember what it is, but it's, but it's basically like we want it to be a group practice. I want my patients to feel comfortable seeing yeah. him and his patients to be comfortable seeing me because if we can refer to each other within the practice for it's our specialty, better. right? Better. It's like I'm like, hey, you need an implant here. You I'm win. Like, I'm going to do the extraction, but Dr. Cleveland is great at doing the, the implants. implants. Yeah. And when I give them that endorsement, that I mean, that lowers the, the threshold for them right. getting treatment too. Nobody likes. I mean, the majority of patients want to stay at your office because they have that trust sure. with you, and they know where it is. Right, and they can pay online <laughs> by text. That's right. Uh, Set up an automated yeah. payment plan through Apex Payment Solutions. So your fear is paralyzing you. It is. Hopefully, we've made a step forward in that. It may it may lead to other problems. Mm-hmm. You know, the other other hurdles to get there. But I want us to. And what was my what was my what was my first step to getting over this fear? It's one of the two things you owe me today. Well, uh, I'm buying a book. I can't remember the book. <laughs> yeah, I'll fix that for you. <laughs> and put, just putting an ad out on Indeed. Yeah. Just, just to see what's out there. Dude, just put it out there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you get no responses, yeah. and then we go to plan B. Maybe you get 800 responses, and you find the exact right fit. You know, you, we, let's create the problem, and then we'll solve it. Right. Instead of trying to solve a problem that we haven't created yet. Well, and that's, you know, you, you said, it, like, when are you going to be ready for, for an associate, right? You asked me that. Never. No, you asked me that. But I was like, always uh, ready. in a year. Yeah. So why not start planning for yeah. it now? Why wait until the year and then start planning? Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, when are you ready for a kid? You're never. You're never ready for a kid. Dude, it, just, it, just, it just shows up. Dude, an associate just needs to show up at your office. Yep. Like, like I, the greatest gift I could do for you is put your ad out for you and send you, hire an associate for you and say, Zach, here's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and truthfully, that's what we need. We need somebody. So I need to be the push in the practice to do this. Yeah. And it's, I think it'll lead to uncomfortable conversations maybe. But maybe. I, think, I think as long as it's, as long as I approach it from a, Mutually beneficial and, relationship. And from, and from the heart. Yeah, yeah. And from the trueness of the partnership. Right. But yeah, but, yeah, but I, again, I don't think they're mutually exclusive to each other. I think I don't, I don't know your partner, and I don't understand or know the relationship. So my focus has been coaching you on what's the right step for you. Right. And then now you've got to decide how it fits into yep. the partnership. That, that part I, I, I can't. I just don't know. Right, but, right. All right, you were talking to me. Give me, give me grief. Let's go. No, no, no. It's not grief. It, you know, you you want to be challenged, and I feel like you don't get challenged enough in I life. I don't. I don't. My wife, my wife challenges me plenty. Sure, sure. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. No. Yeah. But, um, but I think professionally, you're looked at as as a from a position of expertise, and you have the answers. Mm. But I, I, sure. th- I think for the majority of 
doctors that come to your courses and, and uh, see your interactions on social media, like they look to you for advice, but what, what's your end game? Yeah. My end game is I don't have an end game, but you need to have an end game yeah. or, or else we're just going to continue in this cycle. And I'm in the same position. Yeah. So, because... so if you were to ask me today, what my, so, so my, here's my, here's my weasel answer to this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can give you an end game based on how I feel in this moment. Okay. Okay. But, but that's, fu- that's a but, cop out. Well, of course it is. That's why I said weasel out. <laughs> but, but I can't commit to that end game because I'm absolutely certain in three years it'll be different. So that, that's... So but that's using the same logic... That as the million-dollar practice. I used against you. Like, why, why wait 12 months? Right. So if you were to ask me what my end game is today, let me define it to you, okay? My end game today is I want to make the income I deserve to make, okay, mm-hmm. with the least amount of scheduled days of work, right? okay? Whether that's worked in patients' mouths or with dentists educating or in any business, scheduled days, that's because time is... Flexibility of time is very, very important to me. And I want to move my wife back to Jupiter, back to Florida, okay. but not Fort Lauderdale. I want to live in Jupiter. Uh, so that, that is what I want to accomplish. And I know I, I have already in my mind, this is what it's going to cost to buy a place in Jupiter as of 2021. Mm-hmm. Who knows what it'll be by the time we get there. So this is the dollar amount I got to save. We, we got kids, so I'm not going to uproot my family. I'm not going to uproot my practice. I'll argue I could uproot 3D dentist because it'll just go wherever I go. Right. Okay, so that part's easy, easier, I should say. And that's my end game right now. My end game is I want to work with dentists to help them succeed in their practice and succeed in life because I believe dentistry is probably one of the best professions available. It's a noble profession. It's an entrepreneurial profession. And... My, my slightly older than me or my generation is about to sell our profession out mm-hmm. and it's going to create a cascade of events that's going to make dentistry like medicine. And it's, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't, I want there to be room for the entrepreneurial dentist to own their own practice, their own single practice. Right. I mean, it's almost, it's almost when I say you're an entrepreneurial dentist, I got it. Like I did earlier, got to say, no, I'm not talking about multiple locations, DSOs. Right. You can be an entrepreneurial dentist in a single location. That's what I've done. Absolutely. That's what I believe in. That's what my friend Craig Spodak has done. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you've done. You know, there, that, there, there has to be that in dentistry, and we're slowly losing that, and, and I don't want to see that happen. I, I agree. I, I think that that's a great answer, but it's dancing around. What ask me so so help me get to that okay answer, like i helped you this is so if if money were not an issue which mm-hmm. i i never think it should be sure. because i think when people say oh i want to i want to do this but i have to earn this first no sure. no no take money right. out of it like if you got paid to, i'm past survival mode so i can think, right 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 I, but I but, but just way. think complete freedom if you had to do something mm-hmm. that fulfilled you 3D dentist is what fulfills it. Okay, so you need to focus more on that. But then what do you do when you can... What is your plan for 3D dentist? Like, when you, how do you automate it so that you can step away and business develop? 
how do you create relationships that allows yeah. 3D dentists to be more self-sustainable? So 3D dentists started with, as just me, mm -hmm. okay? And now it's not just me. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'll argue that while I'm at most of the courses, I'm not the featured instructor mm -hmm. at the majority of what we do now. You know, we've got great team members like Aaron, Sully, Hutan, JP, uh, Matt Standridge, Brian uh, McGew. We got lots of great instructors, okay? By Eric Blue and all, all these all these wonderful people. Blue is a great guy at a terrible golfer. <laughs> yes. But I'm doing in 3D what I encourage people to do in their practice. And that's surround yourself with great associates slash partners and allow them to succeed. Replace yourself. A key fundamental concept that, that I believe in. Uh, and so we're making it so I don't have to be the instructor. Right. Right. So that way I can show up... I, I want to be the Walmart greeter. Yeah, no. I, I want to be. I want to be the guy. I don't know if you ever been to Halls in Charleston. Love Halls Chop okay, House. Okay, the Chop House, right? The the owner guy's there, and literally his job is to go around and talk to people. And it's the best. And he goes when he wants. Yeah. If he doesn't feel good today, he doesn't go today. Yeah. If he wants to go play golf, I, I'm assuming these things. Okay, maybe there's maybe there's what we don't know. Everything looks great on the outside, right? But I'm assuming if he didn't want to like if he didn't want to go today, he wouldn't go today. Mm -hmm. You know. That's, what I, I, that's the freedom and flexibility I want. Now, I have a dollar amount I need to sustain my life and to achieve my dreams, but that's what I want. I want to do this weekend. This weekend was pretty close to what I wanted, minus, the have, not minus feeling that I had to stay there two to three nights with everybody else. So from an outside perspective, mm -hmm. uh, and this is just my sure. thought, I think that you should would you benefit by having more financial freedom within 3d dentists and by that i mean not having to rely so much on um admission to the courses sure yeah so so like having sponsored we, vendors or sure. like products that you mm -hmm. use and bring them in there i think i think you would benefit greatly from yeah. developing those relationships yeah. but the way the only way that you can develop those relationships is not being at every course well, or I would, not being at the well, courses every well, day. My argument would be the only way I can develop those relationships the way I want is not have to be in the practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday well, that's, scheduled. Well, yeah. I'm, we're talking beyond dentistry. Yeah. Like I'm talking like focusing in on 3D dentists yeah. because that's Absolutely. clearly your passion. So one thing that happened uh, by force, it's been a plan for a long time, is now we have ha half or more than half of our curriculum online mm -hmm. and the pandemic forced us to do that. And so, so that has created revenue uh, that we'd never had the opportunity before. And, and then I've, I've held a moral high ground against sponsored partnerships, but I, I realize it's stupid. Because, it is. Because I'm not allowing my attendees to make it easy for them to do the things that actually support practices and it's stupid of me. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's some moral high ground that I've created in my own mind. I, I agree. And I have the, the same perspective. And like, you're like, you, you need to sell yourself. You need mm -hmm. to sell Apex. I'm like, I don't want to sell. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be that, the vendor or mm. the, the sales guy that comes. I want people that just want to use this, but that yeah, it doesn't but, happen. It doesn't, it's not how people's psychology works. Right. It's not. So you're, you have to find kind of an ethical path yeah. that, that you can... Digest, yes, that you yeah. can digest morally yeah. and, and live with. I agree. Well, I feel like I've come to a little bit of a... Would you say I've given you my end game a little bit? 
Yes. Some parts of it. Some parts of it, yeah. and it could change tomorrow. I got to be honest with you. I can't tell you the last time. Since the COVID lockdown ended, I haven't sat down and thought about these things. And then I, the monkey wrench of the retreat was thrown in uh, right. a month or two ago, and it's created a new, uh, a new. We well, have a lot of moving vision. pieces, yeah, but vision. but I think that's great. Like even like we were talking about that, the property mm-hmm. to to the, the south south of it. South yeah. of it. It's like, do you have any interest in in buying yeah. that? Like in like kind of building a more yeah. complex there and. Like you know, Maybe. there's opportunities. Yeah. Let's see. Let's give me 12 months to see how you this. You said 12 to goes. 18 months. Yeah. yeah. Let's 12 to 18 months. Let's see the retreat. I'm confident the retreat's going to be successful because we are doing something that nobody else is doing. I love. Yeah. I love the concept, and yeah. I love the way it played. I love the way it played out in this first weekend. Of you, you get to ask the challenging questions, yeah. and you, get, as the practice owner, we get to interact on a more real level yeah. with the mentors, with the yeah. instructors, with you. And I'll argue with just other people. Yeah. Other, other like-minded individuals. See, see, and so, so one fear I have for this retreat is it's going to suck me into feeling or creating the illusion that people are coming for me. I don't want them to come for me. Mm-hmm. I want, I want to be the gravy. But what I really want them to do is come for the lifelong friendships they're going to make with other people, and the challenges and conversations, and the vulnerability they're going to get comfortable with to share with other people. And that, that's, that's really, really important to me. Well, that, the, you create the camaraderie when you kind of get vulnerable with people, yeah. right? And it's like you, you share the same struggles or the conversations, it's, and it, that's what brings you back to that same group of people, right? Yeah. Like I met, I love hanging out with that. Yeah. He's a great dude. Met him at the 3D Cup two years, years ago. ago yeah. Didn't really talk to him. I actually yeah. was a little... Uh, uh, scared of him and his uh, two handicap. You know, I thought he was. I thought he was like this, just a real stoic guy. But the more I've got but to hang fake, out with him, it's a fake two handicap. Just <laughs> so you know. But he he's great, and like I'm looking forward to taking more courses where we're there together. Okay, well, everybody, I want to thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Zach again, uh, ApexPaymentSolutions.com. Zach with a K. Z-A-K. Not (laughs) Z-A-K-E. I love that, by the way. Z-A-K, Allman, A-L-L-M-A-N. D. A-L-L-M-A-N-D. Whatever. You should really research your guests a little bit more. Listen, we're on a first-name basis here, man. That's that's right. Zake. Okay. (laughs) Uh, uh, On social media. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed our conversation. That's what this is about to me. It's it's just real. Who knows where the hell it's going to (laughs) go. But uh, everybody have a great weekend. And uh, listen, uh, like always, our podcast grows the same way your practice grows. 3D Dentist grows the same way your practice grows. I don't have private equity money. I don't have large sponsors at this point in time. I don't have a lot of those things. I'm really reliant on you helping me uh, make an impact in dentistry and helping to create uh, a really immersive experience that we can touch touch more and more lives and employees' lives and patient lives. So if you can help us by sharing the podcast, sharing 3D Dentist, sharing your experiences on our Google review page for 3D Dentist, I would really appreciate that. And I'll see you next week on the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. 
This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode. 